Greetings everyone. Welcome to Scientious Soundwaves. I am Gianna Lakravala, your host for today. In today's podcast, we shall explore the fascinating subject of advancing human health and safety with robotic systems. This subject refers to the application of robotic technology to improve various aspects of healthcare and safety for individuals. Robots are designed to perform tasks autonomously or under human control. Their integration into healthcare and safety sectors has the potential to enhance efficiency, accuracy, and overall outcomes such as surgery, rehabilitation, emergency response and disaster management, and occupational safety. I am joined by esteemed Ms. Margaret Code of the illustrious Notre Dame University. Ms. Code is particularly interested in applications including robotic exploration of environments where humans cannot enter, human-safe robotic manipulation, robot-assisted human training and rehabilitation, and remote telepresence. Sounds so fascinating, doesn't it? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be chatting with you. Thank you so much. So um, we can move on to the questions now. And uh, the first one is, how are robotic systems being used to improve patient care in hospitals and healthcare facilities limited to patients with disabilities or and or limited mobility? Yeah, it's a good question. So uh, for patients with limited mobility in a hospital setting, one of the ways that robotic technology is currently being used is for um, robotic slings and lifts to help with patient transfer. So for example, if a patient needs to be moved from a bed to a chair or um, to, a, to a wheelchair, uh, a, a, a caregiver can place a sling underneath the patient and then a robotic mechanism can lift them up and help them get transferred, which helps eliminate the, the caregiver strain. And one of the things that um, my research group is interested in in this area is uh, developing uh, robots that move by growing like a plant. And these robots could potentially grow underneath the body of a patient and help help lift them up uh, automatically so that the caregiver doesn't even have to place the the sling underneath the patient. So minimal effort for the caregiver. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty interesting. Um, the second question, um, in what ways can robotic systems enhance the safety of workers in hazardous environments, such as nuclear power plants or deep sea exploration? Yeah, so I think one of the main, re- one of the main ways that robots can enhance the safety of, of people in these hazardous environments is by going where the people can't go or where it's dangerous for a person to go. So for example, Boston Dynamics uh, is a company that has a robot called Spot, which is shaped like a dog, and it can be remotely controlled to go into um, uh, human environments like places with stairs and with um, rubble to climb over and things like that, so that you could send the robot in and it has a camera attached to it and has the ability to, to grab objects in the environment and do all the tasks that a person would do, but uh, keeping the person out of harm's way. One of the things that um, my research group is interested in in this area is um, there's this example of there was a nuclear power plant um, failure in Fukushima, Japan, where there was a tsunami that hit a nuclear power plant and left the area uh, destroyed and full of nuclear waste. 
And right now, it's so dangerous for a person to go near the nuclear waste, and and they need to turn off <clears throat> these <clears throat> these valves that are still um, spewing radiation. But the the challenge is we can't get we can't design robots that are capable of getting into these spaces well enough because it uh, there's water that you need to navigate. There's confined spaces that you need to go into. So my research group is interested in designing our these growing robots for navigating these types of uh, varied terrain uh, environments. That sounds very interesting. Um, moving on to the third question. Uh, what are the potential benefits of using surgical robots in minimally invasive su- surgical procedures? Yeah, so... Um, there's a company called Intuitive Surgical that has a robot called the Da Vinci that uh, can enter into the into the abdomen of a patient through a very small incision okay. and then put in tiny hands that are uh, teleoperated. So they are uh, kind of standing in place of a surgeon's hands, but at a much smaller scale so that the, the surgeon can do surgery through a very tiny incision. And some of the benefits of this for the patient are uh, decreased patient pain and recovery time after the surgery because the incision is so much smaller. And now there's some really exciting research uh, from Intuitive Surgical and other and other researchers on flexible instruments to even decrease the number of incisions farther. So you can just have a t- one single incision and then have flexible instruments that spread out and can do the entire surgery, or even um, some some researchers are looking into flexible robots that can navigate through the natural orifices of the body so you don't even need to make an incision um, to, to achieve the surgical procedure. Wow, that's very cool. Um, next question. Uh, how do robotic exoskeletons contribute to the rehabilitation and recovery process for patients with physical impairments? Yeah, so... Uh, Robotic exoskeletons um, can help in the rehabilitation process by once again kind of helping remove caregiver and therapist strain. So there's a commercial exoskeleton called the Hakoma Locomat, which is something that a patient would wear on their legs and it allows them to, it helps them to move their, their legs while they're walking. And it also provides a harness that supports their weight so that they can train without worrying about uh, falling over or anything. Um, and I've, I've gotten to see this, this device in a, in a uh, hospital setting where it was used for helping pediatric patients with cerebral palsy um, relearn, relearn the motion, the proper motion to walk. It's, it's been shown that um, the number of the amount of time spent in therapy is correlated with the outcomes of the patient. So you really need to get these patients having a lot of time spent um, on, on, a, on a device like this. And doing this with a robot allows you to, to get the patient a lot more repetitions than they would with just a person helping to move their legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the projects that we're working on in our lab is... Um, developing some lower cost inflatable exosuits as opposed to these huge rigid uh, motorized devices that are very expensive and used in a in a um, in a clinical setting. Okay. We're interested in developing lower cost inflatable devices that patients could take home and wow. that could help move the body and assist with stretching and rehabilitation uh, exercises in the home. So it's also easier to store because uh, mm-hmm. right. 
yeah yeah got it that's interesting uh and our last question um can you provide a few examples of robotic systems used for the early detection and monitoring of diseases something that's yeah uh, yeah something that's just going to make it easier maybe instead of a blood test you can just use maybe a robotic system and for the easier detection yeah so one of the examples that comes to mind is um colonoscopy okay so there's uh, there's existing technology that is used to <clears throat> look inside of the human large intestine to detect potential cancer or other diseases um but colonoscopy is incredibly painful because an instrument is pushed in from the from the opening um, and it ends up pushing a lot on the internal tissue. So people are looking into robotic colonoscopies where there's one example from Pietro Valdastri's research group at the University of Leeds where he's interested in a magnetically driven robot where you have a robot outside the body that holds a magnet and there's a magnetic part that goes inside the body with a camera on it. And by moving the magnet outside the body, you can drag the other uh, device through the colon in a much less painful way. Um, and one of our one, one, one of the things that my research group is working on is being able to have a robotic device that can go not only through the large intestine, but into the small intestine, which is much longer. It's a, about 20 yeah, feet long. One meters. Yeah, yeah, it's very long. Um, and we're interested, we're designing a device that can move, a robotic device that can move by turning its body inside out. And it actually can navigate, can find spaces very well. And we're excited about the potential to use this for early detection in the small intestine. Wow. Okay. Great. Thanks so much for those answers. Um, thank you so much for your time today, Ms. Code. It has been wonderful having you on our podcast and we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you for giving us that, uh, your time. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I'm really excited about how robots can help help people in a variety of ways in the future. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. Um, if you would like to ask us any questions about today's podcast, I would like to offer your expertise and join us as a guest speaker. Please email us at the link in the description box. Thank you for supporting our podcast and we hope you have enjoyed listening to today's session. Stay safe and see you soon.